So let's begin with uh, summarizing what we went through last week, which was focused mostly on the Kriya Satira of the first day of Rosh Hashanah. And today we're going to focus more on demonstrating the contrast between the two Kriya Satira, the Kriya Satira of the first day of Rosh Hashanah, which is Hashem Pakad Asara, the story, story of how Yitzchak came to be, how, how Sarah gave birth to Yitzchak, and that, that Haftarah was how Chana gave birth to Shmuel. And the second day of Rosh Hashanah is Akedas Yitzchak, when the story of Ravram and, and, and Yitzchak, that we officially say every day in Karbanis, how HaKadosh, they did the greatest act of, of sacrifice to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Haftarah is a bunch of Psukim and Yermio that are schusim of Klai Yisrael, but the most notable among them is it talks about HaRachel Mavak Al-Beneha. HaRachel is the one who's successful to um, to achieve uh, Yeshua for Klai Yisrael through her tefillahs to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So last week we talked about what we can learn from Hashem Pocket Asara in relation to davening on Rosh Hashanah, and we mentioned three points, and there's really a fourth one that I didn't get to last week. So the first point we mentioned was uh, that Chassam Seifer makes very strongly and others that the whole parasha of Hashem Paket Asara begins right after the story of Avimelech, how Avimelech took Sarah and Avimelech took Sarah and um, and uh, he was struck, uh, stricken by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and then Abraham Avinu davened for him and he got healed. And Rashi says the very first pasuk of Hashem Paket Asara that Avram and Sarah were merited to get this Pekida to be finally granted with a uh, w- with conception and with Yitzchak was because if you daven for someone else, you get answered first. Which is a very, very powerful concept in the Tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah that when we're davening, we try as much as we can to make our Tefillahs a bigger picture. There are tefillahs should be greater tefillahs, incorporate more, encompass more. It shouldn't just be about us. It should be about other Yidin. It should be about Klal Yisrael, and it should be mostly about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we discussed how Rechaim Velazhner emphasizes the importance of when you daven, you have to incorporate the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is suffering when we suffer. When we have a need, it's something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu desperately wants to give us. And when we daven, we should have that in mind. And that makes our tefillah, it brings it to a whole different level. It makes it a, an elevated tefillah, a, 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 a Rosh Hashanah tefillah, a Malchis Digit tefillah. So that's one concept that we demonstrated. And another part of it was the Chesam Seifer also pointed out the Kayach of one Yid to daven for another Yid because we're really all... We're all connected. We're guf echad. How he demonstrated that when Yishmal was sick, he had to daven for himself. Because um, if you're not a yid, then it's better that the sick person should daven for himself. Whereas by yidin, it's the opposite. It's better that another yid should daven for a chayla because we are so connected that every person feels when other people are sick and their tefillahs are even better for the, for the sick person. Also a very powerful message in how we have to daven on Rosh Hashanah, again, not just for us to incorporate the whole of Kali Yisrael, and all of our tefillahs are designed that way. Zachreinu is Lashon Rabbim. All of those, the Nuschoyes tefillah that we say, we're not, we, it's important to keep that in mind when we're davening. It's not me that I'm davening for, it's Zachreinu, all of us we're davening for. Is everybody right? is the whole of Klal Yisrael. Taisus even says that that's specifically why we're even allowed to mention these bakashas in the first three brachas and the last three brachas of Shemun Esrei. Where really you're not supposed to do personal requests is because you're not davening for yourself. 
Yidamini for the whole of Klai Yisrael. So it's, it's actually the whole premise of why we're allowed to say those tefillahs is because we're not davening for ourselves. So it's a very important point to focus on in the tefillahs of Rosh Hashanah. Another point we made was the concept of Hashem Paket Esara, that, that Rosh Hashanah is a Zman Pekida. Rosh Hashanah is a time when HaKadosh Baruch Hu reviews and reviews us and, and reevaluates us and gives us a new mission, gives us a new job. And that new mission, that new evaluation can change our whole lives. It can cause that whatever it is that we didn't get up till now, now we can get it. Whatever it is that we wanted to, to our lives to be about can change now because we, our mission gets redefined. And that's the importance, but also the responsibility of Rosh Hashanah, the scary part of Rosh Hashanah, because anything can happen when we get evaluated. And we also demonstrated how when HaKadosh Baruch Hu evaluated Sarah, there was Omar and there was Diber. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was full of Rachamim, full of mercy. And he had Pokhada Sarah Kasher Omar, the Chassam Seifer says. He, he, he was trying to give Sarah all that he had promised her. The Yitzchak, Kal Yisrael, but there was so much that had to come before that in order to enable that. And that's why Yas Hashem Sarah Kasher Diber. At times, Diber, there's a Lashon Kasha, a Din, there is some Midas Din that has to get taken care of first in order to enable the Rachamim to take place. And that just gives us a perspective on how the Din of HaKadosh Baruch Hu progresses on Rosh Hashanah. Yes, Sarah was granted Yitzchak, but she had to wait 90 years. Avram had to marry Hagar, he had to have Ishmael first, he had to have a bris mila. So many things had to happen to enable her to have Yitzchak, and that was the din that was unfortunate, but had to happen in order that the Rachman could take place. There was the fourth point, which I didn't get to last week, was the concept of Ba'asher Husham. When Yishmael gets sick, and he is davening that he should be healed. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu listens to his tefillahs, the Pasuk says, Ba'asher Husham, as he was there. And Rashi um, says that the Malachim really said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you shouldn't listen to Yishmael's tefillahs. Because he is in the future going to be terrible to Klai Yisrael. He's going to murder Klai Yisrael and cause them to die of thirst when they are going to Golis from through Nebuchadnezzar. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, that's not the way I judge a person, I judge him by Asher Husham. I judge him in his state the way he is right now. And there's a lot to talk about this concept, I don't want to go into it too deeply right now. But the idea is, is that um, often times there may be character traits, there may be failings and fallacies that we have within us. And it's very possible that it's clear that over time those chesroinahs that we have, those, those issues that we haven't quite taken care of will play out through the year that we're not going to necessarily do the best thing. We're not going to necessarily serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the best of our ability. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't judge us that way in Rosh Hashanah. He judges us as we are presenting ourselves. And if we're capable of presenting ourselves in Rosh Hashanah as our best selves, at what we feel is our fullest potential to Ruchnius, if we can dedicate ourselves in totality, that's how Kaddish Baruch Hu judges us. That's why we mentioned that in Rosh Hashanah as well, Ba'asher Husham. And it's that important that on Rosh Hashanah we should be our best selves. And that just means not just during davening, obviously. It means throughout the whole day. We need to be our best selves during the Sudas, during the rest of the day. Try to be as connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, connected to Ruchnius, and connected to the spirit of what Rosh Hashanah is about. And then we can merit this kind of judgment. And it's not necessarily the easiest thing to do. It's kind of, you're on a 
48-hour date with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. <laughs> you got to be your best self for 48 hours straight. You got to open the door for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, close it afterwards, all those things that maybe we don't do the rest of the year, we got to do it on Rosh Hashanah, and then we can merit this kind of judgment of Basher Hashem. So now I want to talk about the comparison of the two Kriya Satyras, of the first day and the second day, and this is really fascinating and very eye-opening, I find, about also our focus of Malchias, of Rosh Hashanah. The first day Kriya Satyra, like I said, is Vashem Pakad Asara, the story of how Sari Menu had Yitzchak Avinu, and it's a little more than that also, it's how she had Yitzchak Avinu, and then the early stages of his Chinuch how they dedicated him to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how they kept him pure, how they drove away Yishmael in order that he shouldn't be influenced. So it's the beginning stages of someone whose life was dedicated totally to HaVadis Hashem. And the Haftarah is the same thing. It's how Chana, how she davened to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to have Shmuel HaNavi, how she dedicated Shmuel HaNavi's life to Hashem. She promised he would live in the base of Mikdash, which he did. She, he, she promised he would be a Nazir Olam, a Nazir forever, which he was. And then he is born and she carries out her promise. So it's all about how she had this child and how she gave him over to HaKadosh Baruch And the second day, we lay in the Akedah, where we talk about Yitzchak Avinu and Avram Avinu's willingness to sacrifice everything, everything they had, everything they worked for, everything they stood for, for the sake of HaKadosh Baruch The Svarim say a fascinating thing. The Svarim say that each one of the Aseris Yimei each day of the Aseris Yimei correlates to one of the Aseris Hadibris. So day number one, first day of Rosh Hashanah, is Anoichi Hashem Aleikacha. Alright, we understand that. Day number two is La Yilachim You can't have any other gods. You have to reject any other gods. Only a Kaddish Baruch. I won't figure out each one of the middle ones. But the very last one, Swarim say, is Lesachmed Lchalashilareacha is Yim Kippur, because Yim Kippur there's a supreme focus on Reacha, on on us. Um, accepting our friends, forgiving our friends, asking for forgiveness of our friends, and living in peace with our friends. That's how Eloi Sachmed represents Yom Kippur. But the first two, day, two days of, Yom Kippur, of, of Rosh Hashanah, the first day is Anoichi, and the second day is La And these two concepts are very much demonstrated in these two, in these two Kriya Satyras, as I was explaining, Anoichi is the concept of accepting Hakadosh Baruch Hu as King upon ourself. It's really the all the positive commandments that we have, all the mitzvahs say, all the active actions we do, the deeds we 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 carry out to demonstrate that we accept Hakadosh Baruch Hu as our King. We blow shofar, we eat matzah, we sit in a, sit in a sukkah, we shake lulav and esrog, we wear tzitzis, we put on tefillin, we daven, we learn all the things we do to demonstrate that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is our King. We carry out His commandments. We create, we make things, we do things, we create a spiritual reality. That's a neichi Hashem that's all included in that first commandment of Anei Hashem Lekechan. That's Malchias. That's a sense of Malchias where we demonstrate we're accepting HaKadosh Baruch Hu as King by doing things that demonstrate that He is our King. And that's all the, what, what is the first, the first Kriya Satyra and Haftarah 
are dedicated to. It's Sarah whose whole life was to create an Eved Hashem, to create an Am Hashem, which is all that she wanted. This, it was uh, Hana who was Mispalel Al Hashem. All she wanted was to have a Ben Shmuel Hanavi who would light up the world. To serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be Mekad Hashem Shemaim. She dedicated him to Hashem. Sarah dedicated Yitzchak to Avedis HaKadosh. She kept him holy, she kept him pure. That's a Neuchi. That's the Malchius of demonstrating our commitment to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The second day, though, the Kriya Satira is about Akedis Yitzchak. And Akedis Yitzchak is Lo Yiyelucha. And that's the rejection of anything and everything outside of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ein oid melvadeh. There's nothing, nothing that's as valuable, nothing that's as important, nothing that can stand in the way of us serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that was so clearly demonstrated by Avram and Yitzchak's willingness to sacrifice everything for the Akedah. Yitzchak was ready to sacrifice his life, and Avram was ready to sacrifice his Ben Yachid. Not only sacrifice his Ben Yachid, but sacrifice something that he was fighting his life against. With human sacrifice, idol, idol worship seemed to revolve around this kind of practice, and he was willing to give it all up to serve HaKadosh Baruch And the Haftarah tells us of Rachel's schus. Rachel Yimeinu's schus. What was her schus? The same concept. She gave up. She gave up her simanim. She gave up her lifelong dream to be the mother of Klal Yisrael, to be the wife of Yaakov Avinu. She didn't know what would happen next. And she gave it all up for the shame, Kiddush Shemayim, because that's what was the right thing to do. That's what Kodesh Baruch wanted her to do. So she gave up everything, and that's the concept of Lo'yi Lecha. Lo'yi Lecha are all the says, all the things we don't do because nothing is worth it when there's Avedis Hashem at stake. We won't do anything, we'll give up everything, we won't enjoy any aspect of this world that puts a, takes us away, makes us further from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now, our tendency is that we appreciate the actions that we take in service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the positive things we do. It's much more relatable. We see much more what we've accomplished. When a person gives tzedakah and they build a shul, right? So you've done something, you have a building, you have a tzibur, you have a community, you've accomplished something. You do a mitzvah, you take it in your hand, you shake it, you eat it, you make a seder, you daven a tefillah, you've accomplished something, you see it, you feel it, you feel like you've done something positive. But it's much harder for us to appreciate the value of not doing something. Of course, we keep, Lysa says, we're not Mechal Shabbos and we don't eat treif. But we don't see it as if we've accomplished something, right? When we get tested with speaking Lashon Hara. So there are people schmoozing and it's really gishmak and we have something to add. We want to hear what they're saying and we restrain ourselves and we walk away and we don't get involved. So what we really feel like is we've successfully preserved the status quo. Baruch Hashem, I managed not to fall into Avera. But I don't feel like I've accomplished something. I don't feel like I've made something. I don't feel like I've changed the world, right? I just didn't mess up. Finally, once, I didn't mess up. I didn't schmooze. I didn't do this Avera Blashon Hara. But the Kriya of the second day, the Lo Yilacha Kriya Satira of Akedis Yitzchak and of, of Rachel Imenu demonstrate exactly the opposite. Yitzchak and Avram were ready to give up everything, and they didn't even do that, right? So they did effectively nothing. They were ready to give up their whole lives, and they didn't even do it in the end. So they, they walked away exactly as they were before. Rachel gave up the Simanim and, and got nothing for it. 
Nothing happened. She didn't accomplish something. Nothing was created. She just gave up what she had. And what would have Ram been left with? Would he have given up his life? Would he have given up Yitzchak? He would have been left with nothing. He would have gone home to Sarah childless. Yitzchak would have had no life. But what happened? This desire that they demonstrated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that they were willing to give up everything, just the desire, just the ratzen, just that demonstration of holding back, of withholding, of giving up and of sacrificing, it created the greatest chus that Klal Yisrael has. It created something that lasts until today. Something tangible. Chazal put it in tangible terms. Afreshel Yitzchak is tzobor al gabi hamizbeach. HaKadosh Baruch Hu in Shemayim has an Akedas Yitzchak that you can touch. There is ashes of Yitzchak sitting on a Mizbech in Shemayim, which means his not doing something created something. Not here, but in Shemayim it created something. And it created something so powerful, so intense, that it lasts throughout all the generations. Rachel Yimenu's sacrifice of her Simanim made her the only one who could daven, and her schus was the one that guaranteed Klai Yisrael would come out of Golis Babel. Rachel Mavaka Albanel. So the non-doing actually creates a much greater Ruchni Yisdiga power than we can even imagine, that we can even feel, that we can even wrap our heads around. The Pasik, the, the Chazal say on the Pasik in the Akedah, the, all the way in the end, the last thing we read is Hashem Yireh, Harazah Yireh, Kaddish Baruch Hu will see, Chazal say, Avram Avinu asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's going to come a time they're going to come they're going to be in a very serious situation they're going to be suffering there's going to be a pandemic there's going to be a Gezerah against them and no one will be there there will be no one who will be able to say something good about them to protect them you yourself should be the one who should be you should be the one who should testify on behalf of Klal Yisrael and that's what it means. Hashem Yireh, from this act and on, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the one who sees what Klai Yisrael needs, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes the position of the defense lawyer. That's what was accomplished through La from giving up, from sacrificing, from not doing. The power of Anoichi is immediate. You see it, you feel it right away. Accepting Hashem as our God keeping his commandments, living a life of Torah and Avodah, has an immediate effect of elevating a person. We feel it and, and, and it's tangible, something we can very easily relate to. Yitzchak was a unique person. He could not be in the company of Yishmael. Yishmael was sent away. That's the power of Anoichi. Shmuel Hanavi lived in the courtyard of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the Mishkan. He lived there and he became a Navi at 12 years old. At 12 years old, that's how elevated he became through giving his life over to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's Anoichi. And that's the joy and excitement and the Malchius of the first day of Rosh Hashanah. Crowning HaKadosh Baruch Hu, dedicating our life to do, to do things, to do mitzvahs, to accept the yoke of Shemayim upon ourselves, to be learned Torah, to daven, to be Mikhaim the mitzvahs, in order to demonstrate our acceptance of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a king. But the second day has a different approach. The second day is the day when we have to demonstrate our Yerush Shemayim, how we're willing to give up, how we're willing to sacrifice, how we're willing to not do, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is so important to us, and more important than anything else. Nothing else is important. 
And Akedis Yitzchak is a symbolism for every single day's struggles. That's what Akedis Yitzchak really symbolizes. When they talk about Svarim, speak about why we talk about Akedis Yitzchak and Lena Akedis Yitzchak, they use two languages. They say Lizkar and Lahazkir. We say Akedis Yitzchak Lahazkir to remind Akedis Baruch Hu about Akedis Yitzchak, so should we have that schus. But we also say Akedis Yitzchak Lizkar, that we should remember Akedis Yitzchak. Now why do we need to remember Akedis Yitzchak? So Rabbi Nusadji Goyen says, and these are in most Machzairim, they have this printed out before Tekiah Shaifer, where he gives ten reasons for Tekiah Shaifer. And this is the sixth reason he gives for Tekiah Shaifer. Be'inyan Ashishi, the sixth reason is, Lahaz Kireinu, we should remember Akedis Yitzchak. Shemosar Nafshay L'Shemayim, he gave his life, or was willing to give his life to heaven. We should be ready to give our lives for Kiddush Hashem. Now that could mean giving up our life, right? But really it means giving up our life every single day, every single struggle, every single Yetzirah that we have to overcome. That's the Akedah Yitzchak that we need to relate to. And through that we will be remembered because we will have a connection to Akedah Yitzchak. It will mean something to us we'll be demonstrating that we have a little bit of a Kedis Yitzchak in ourselves as well. We say a fascinating thing, and one of the psukim we're going to be saying, Rosh Hashanah Shachris, uh, which I believe we're going to be saying all in unison this year, <laughs> is Melech Zachor Achuz Keren L'Toykei L'Cha Hayoyim B'Keren Noyer B'Kaddish So Melech, our king, Zachor Achuz Keren Remember the one that was caught in the horn. Now let's think for a second. Who was caught with a horn? That was the, the ram. The ram got right tangled up in the horn. So remember the ram that got tangled up in the horn. To the people that are going to blow the shaifer today. The awesome and the, and the holy. Kaddish Baruch was awesome and holy. So why are we remembering the ram that got tangled in the thornbush. So the Chayzef in Leblin says, but it's very talking that this is Pashab Shat. The Chayzef in Leblin says that the Pasik says that Avram lifted up his eyes and he says, There was another ram that was tangled with its horns in the bush. What's the Ayl Achar? Another ram. What did he see? There was only one ram to be seen. The Mepharshim talk about it. But he says, Pshat. He says that what he saw was, he saw this isle that was tressed, tangled with its horns in the bush, but he saw the future of hundreds and thousands of rams that are tangled with their horns in the bush, meaning to say the symbolic struggles that Klal Yisrael are going to struggle throughout the whole history of the world, that Klal Yisrael will, will have our horns stuck in a thorn bush when we're trying to give Zechan we're trying to figure out what to do with our Yetzahara. And when Klal Yisrael overcomes, and overcomes the Yetzirah, then that horn, so to speak, is, lights up the world for us. So, Zechariah Lecha Achuz Karen, we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, remember those who are tangled in the horn, we're not only talking about the ram, we're talking about us, that we also get tangled with our horns, but we overcome it. L'tayke Lecha B'Karen, and that's the schus we're trying to bring out when we are tekeh, when we blow with the shaifar. Nerev
So that's the way we relate on the second day of Rosh Hashanah. The Avodah Sayyayim is is demonstrating how we can overcome our Yetzirah for Yerushalayim because we are willing to give up to be able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And look how Avram Avinu and Yitzchak Avinu did this Maisa of the Akedah, how they were Mekayim this Mitzvah. How did they do it? Vayashkem Avram Babayker. Chedush Rim says, Vayashkem Avram Babayker, he got up early in the morning. That means he went to sleep. Avram Avinu went to sleep the night before he had to do the Akedah. How could he sleep? <laughs> he says, okay, you know, I get it. He was strong. He was able to overcome the, 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 the Yetzirahara and he, he had the strength to do it. No, no, no. He was totally at peace with his decision. He was totally calm and capable of going to sleep the night before the Akedah. The other Svarim say that, that Avram Avinu had a Nevuah. He spoke to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that day, right? That means he was Besimcha. You can't have Nevuah unless you're Besimcha. So there was nothing missing from, 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 from Avram Avinu's Avodah Hashem that day. He was sacrificing, but he didn't feel like he was sacrificing. He was giving up everything that he worked his whole life for, everything that meant anything to him, but he didn't feel like that. It didn't hurt him that way. It was besimcha in b'shalva and with peace and with total commitment. And that's the, the kind of Avedis Hashem we're striving for. It's a madrega, but it's something we're striving for. Now these two aspects of Malchias, Anoichi Hashem Alekecha and Lo'i Elocha, accepting a Kaddish Baruch Hu and being willing to sacrifice for His name, are both two aspects of the Shaifer. And this is a beautiful, a beautiful concept. It's explained in a sefer called Ur Yitzar. Uh, the, the author's name is Uri Landman. It's a, a rav in Europe. And he explains like this. He says, Rosh Hashanah, the shoifar, is referred to as Zichron Trua. It creates a Zikaran. It reminds us of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it reminds a Kaddish Baruch Hu of us. And the shoifar also is Genuchi and Yululi. It's crying and it's, it's, it's groaning. And there's an aspect of of, of demonstrating sadness within it. Or we would, the way we would say it is, there's a tekiah and there's a shvaram trua, right? There's a tekiah, which is a powerful, confident, strong sound. And then there's a shvaram trua, there's a broken sound and the crying sound and two different kinds of crying. And he explains that there are two kinds of clippers, he says, two kinds of things that hold us back from Avedis Hashem that we have, to, we have to fight with. We have to fight with the power that the Yetzirah has to make us give up, to make us be depressed, to make us sad, and to lose hope. And the way we, have, we fight with that is by being mechazik ourselves, by recognizing the joy and the simcha and the elevation and the, 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 the tremendous gift there is in Avedis Hashem. And then there's another klipa, he says, which is the opposite, is when this world is a little bit too enticing. It's the desires of this world are too gishmak. And we get a little bit too happy with them. And then we need to take the opposite approach. We have to have Genuchi and Yaluli. We have to break those desires, control them, harness them, keep them in check. So he explains that one aspect of Tekiya Shaifer is Hariu Lalekim Bekal Rina. We blow the Shaifer Lalekim Bekal Rina with a happy sound, with a sound of joy. 
Because that's the Malchias, and as we were learning, that's the Malchias of the first day, the Malchias of Enoichi Hashem Aleichecha. The Malchias of accepting a Kaddish Baruch upon ourselves of the actions that we do, the mitzvahs that we, we get up and do and we feel such a connection to. That's the Tekiah. That's Haril Alekim B'Kalrina. The, all the things we need to be machazik ourselves to, to, to undertake them, to enjoy our Avedis Hashem, to have such a chib of mitzvah, such a chayshik and such a fire in doing Avedis Hashem. And then the other aspect of Shaifer, the other aspect of Genuchi and Yululi is the second day of Rosh Hashanah, when we get, we're willing to give up everything, nothing else is important in Avedis Hashem, there's nothing else that means more than serving a Kaddish Baruch and we're willing to give up, we're willing to give up everything we have, everything that we, 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 we worked for, for the sake of Avedis Hashem, for the sake of coming close to a Kaddish Baruch nothing else is important. And that's Genuchi and Yululi. We're ready to control our desires, control our urges, our inclinations. We're fighting with that Yetzirah, just like that Ayel Achar that was Nechaz B'Svach B'Karnav, like that, that Ram of Yitzchak that was stuck in the brambles of the Yetzirah. And we overcome it. And that's the Tzchus of Akedah. And these are the two powers of Shefer that work together in Rosh Hashanah. And that's, he writes the Sefer beautifully, he says, that's what's Ma'arb of the Satan. What confuses the Satan is that we have the ability to do both things simultaneously. A Yid can have two totally conflicting emotions in, in serving Avedis Hashem. He can be a Tekiah and a Shvarim Trua and do it all in one shot. He can have a Tekiah which strengthens himself in the joy and the Simcha and the, the, the Cheshik in Avedis Hashem and at the same time break his desire have a Bechiyah, and the Bechiyah is a Bechiyah Shal Simcha, we're crying and we're crying out of joy, we're, we're controlling ourselves, we're overcoming our Yetzirah, and at the same time we're strengthening ourselves, we can do it all in one shot, and that confuses the Satan. And these are the two aspects of Malchias, which are demonstrated in the two Kriya Satyras, the power of sorrow having Yitzchak, and the power of Yitzchak and Avram giving up everything, the power of Chana doing everything to have Shmuel and to dedicate him to Avedis Hashem, and the power of Rachel giving up everything, Laman Avedis Hashem. These are the two aspects of Malchias, doing everything to accept the Kaddish Baruch upon ourselves and giving up everything to demonstrate our Yerushimayim and how Kaddish Baruch is more important than everything else. <clears throat> So to bring everything together, number one, on Rosh Hashanah, we should find within ourselves to daven with a greater picture. Daven for Klal Yisrael, daven for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and ourselves, but all within a much bigger picture that incorporates and encompasses the whole of what our tefillahs can accomplish. Number two, we need to be the best version of ourselves. We're on a two, 48-hour date with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Do what we can to be the best version of ourselves so we can get that judgment of Ba'asher Husham. And number three, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, Noichi Hashem it correlates to the first commandment, the aspect of Malchias is to accept HaKadosh Baruch Hu upon ourselves in a positive way. We should try to find a way to be mechazik ourselves in a positive commandment, in a mitzvah saseh. Maybe that's when we can think about working on our tefillah. Maybe that's when we can think about working on learning taira. Maybe that's where we can think of other aspects of key mitzvahs that we have to do them better, do them more besimcha, learn the halachas better, 
And is that aspect of Malchus, of accepting a Kaddish Baruch as king, demonstrating that we're going to keep your command, we're going to do them to show that you are our king. And then the fourth point, the second day of Rosh Hashanah, is a time when we can concentrate on what the Akedah represents, and that's the willingness to sacrifice, the willingness to give up, the willingness to not let anything stand in the way, and that's a day when we can focus on perhaps a character trait that we'd like to overcome, or perhaps another mitzvah loisa say that we struggle with, that we'd like to hold ourselves back from, we'd like to get better at holding ourselves back from, that's when we can accept an aspect of an aspect of giving up something, overcoming our Yetzirah, for the sake of being Mamlach HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And this way, we can have a true Kabbalos Malchus Shemayim in both aspects of Anoichi and Lo two aspects of Malchus, which are represented in the two aspects of the Shoifer, the Tekiah, the Hariu Lecha B'Kalrina, the being Mekabal HaKadosh Baruch Hu with Simcha and with joy and with confidence, and the Genuchi and Yeluli, the Shvaram Trua, that demonstrates our willingness to break ourselves, overcome ourselves, restrain ourselves, and control our desires to give up everything for the sake of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We all be zeichet together to have an inspiring Rosh Hashanah, an elevated Rosh Hashanah, a day of Malchus, a day of Zechreinus, a day of Kabbalah's Malchus Shemayim, a day of dedication to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We have a lot more free time this Rosh Hashanah than we typically do. And uh, we usually have it all set, you know, that we're in shul the whole day and we know what we're going to do and we know how we're going to spend it. There's a lot more time. It's a much bigger test this year than it ever is to spend that time wisely and spend it finding ways to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And there are many ways we can serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu, no matter what we're doing. We can find a way to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu and demonstrate Him our best self. May Kaddish Baruch Hu bless us all with a and a chesim a good good bench jar. And everybody should have a wonderful Yantif.